Whether I'm turkey hunting, scouting, or glassing for game, I never go into the woods without my Vortex Optics. With their VIP warranty, I can go with confidence because it'll replace any glass damaged in the woods. I dropped my binoculars out of the deer stand last fall, and Vortex got me fixed up and back in the tree in no time. Vortex makes the highest quality and affordable rangefinders, binoculars, and scopes on the market. Y'all check them out at vortexoptics.com. I used to deer hunt with my grandfather, and we would take a deer, and then to check it legally with Arkansas Game and Fish, you had to go to an Arkansas Game and Fish check-in station. Yeah. We would drive back into town, and then you have all the old guys standing around the truck going, oh, that's a nice buck. Where'd you get that buck? And, and on it, there's like the, the pride and the excitement in my just young boy's heart. And that's been lost a little bit with kind of the deer camp spirit of getting to gather back together and, and share a good time and skin out a buck together and tell the story. And like, I, I think that's half the fun. That's like why I enjoy what we get to do. You're listening to the Ozark Podcast, presented by Inland. We sit down with men and women from the Ozarks that have a passion for the outdoors. Our aim is to listen, learn, and pass along their knowledge and experiences to help you become a better outdoorsman. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Kyle Lee. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozark Podcast. You've got Kyle Veet on the mic as always, and I am joined by co-host of the show, Mr. Kyle Plunkett, and uh, we're just hanging out today. Um, we had a fun morning. We got to get outside, which is always a good day, and um, you want to tell the audience what we did this morning? Uh, we went to Beaver Tailwaters this morning That's right. and caught a bunch of fish. Simple as that. We did, and it's always it's fun. This morning especially was fun because... We took the wives out. We took my wife and your wife. Mm-hmm. And um, Colton, a friend of ours who's a photographer, he came out with us too. And we got some awesome pictures. Um, if you guys trout fish, you guys know when you get there early, one of the perks of getting up at the crack of dawn and getting out there at a, at a good time is you're going you're gonna to see the fog. And, and the, the fog is awesome. And the mist rolling off the water. And it's before the sun has it's come up. It's otherworldly. It, it really is. Like, you go down there and you're transported uh, to another place. And so we, we got up at the crack of dawn, somehow convinced our wives to get up that early. Yours is who's pregnant. <laughs> my wife. My wife is. And said, I will not leave earlier than six. Yep. She's she's very pregnant. And um, and I say very pregnant, but it's like, you're either pregnant or you're not, right? Like, That's fair. It's like yes or no. But but now you can tell. But now you can tell. She's got the Which mom. is a good thing. Which is cool. And honestly, it was it was funny seeing her put on her waders. They're, they're fitting a little bit more snug. She's got the bump <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, we, we convinced them to, to get up early and, and head out there with us and, and go catch some fish. And had a pretty productive day. I mean... Uh, there are days when it's it's faster and there are days when it's slower as far as like catching fish one after the other. But this morning, it was pretty hot. Yeah, they turned the water on at about 10 o'clock. Yeah. But the three hours we had before that, I mean, it was fish after fish. Yeah. If you're, if you're trying to figure out how to fly fish specifically, that low water before the generator comes on in the summer, you listen to the episode, the, the P&J Tackle Co., the yeah. jigs. Yeah. The one 125th ounce just under an indicator like four feet deep. I mean, all day long. All you day will long. catch trout. It's a guarantee. Yeah. Find the riffle yep. and catch some fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we didn't change. I mean. I fished one jig. Yeah. All morning. That's what we put on. I started off, I was a little bit too deep and I actually got hung up. That That's how you know if you're you're mm-hmm. fishing too deep is you're snagging on basically every cast or, or consistently on, on a couple casts and I, I lost a few. But after that, I pretty much tied one on and I stuck with that through yep. the rest of the morning. 
and it was fish empty. That's the way to do it. Yeah. We also had a first. Uh, we met our first podcast fans on the water. Yeah, we had some listeners come I out. Did never, I honestly never expected for that to happen. It was cool. Ever. Yeah, we had uh, Eli, and Jake, and Cole, or Colt, I think. We, we met them out there, and um, they were nice enough to reach out and say, hey, we're going to be fishing today, so... We uh they they found us on the water and we just happened to be out there at the same time so that was cool super great guys enjoyed talking with y'all if, if y'all are listening to this some fishy fellas some fishy fellas yeah they were hooking up on some fish next to us and uh, that was cool they caught a, a much bigger fish than we did they did yeah <laughs> it's a big fish that was a big fish what did they say 18? 18, 19, something like 18, that which out, I mean out there a nineteen inch fish is probably just as big around. As it is long, yeah. it's just a, it's a chunk. Yeah, it's a it's girthy. As it's a you, big fish, as you might say, girthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, it. Was cool, cool to meet those guys. So yeah, so we went we went and did that this morning early. Um, had a good day out there. Went and got some brunch with the with the girls, and then <clears throat> we actually headed to um, something pretty cool that we just came from was the Arkansas chapter BHA. Um, celebration. They mm-hmm. the the BHA chapter in Arkansas actually won chapter of the year nationally uh, from from BHA, and in large part and, and solely you know primarily due to the work that they did on the Pine Tree Research Station. Uh, so if you if you haven't listened to that episode with James Brandenburg and you don't know what that is, definitely go check that out. But just a, a quick summation of it is basically. Um, it, the, the award itself is a big deal. It's, you know, one chapter a year gets it. And we kind of heard a little bit, they, they talked a little bit about what the, what the award means at the, at the party, but Pine Tree Research Station was, uh, or is a, a public land, um, you know, managed area that people can go hunt and fish on in Eastern Arkansas. And essentially, and I, and I'm oversimplifying, but essentially what, what was going to happen was it was offered up for sale to a private party out-of-state buyers who are going to come in and turn it into like a private duck hunting lease. And kind of under the table. Under the table, yeah. Like it was, contract was already signed. Mm -hmm. It was going to happen pretty much. And someone caught wind of it locally and kind of, you know, raised up the flag and said, hey, what the heck is going on? This is where I hunt and fish. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short, it was stopped. And so... So Pine Tree Research Station remains public land, which is a huge, huge victory. Mm -hmm. And for me, talking with James, I said it on the episode and I'll say it again. It was the first time that I realized like, wow, this is actually important and it's in our backyard. It's not just what you hear about, like wanting to protect, protect public lands out in Alaska or in Colorado or out in the big West kind of big sky states. Mm -hmm where there's like oil leases, you know, um, and, and oil companies are trying to drill and, and all that stuff. It was like, no, this is, this is in our backyard. And, and what if someone did that to a place where I go hunt and fish? Yeah, it seems like a, a big win for the little guy, for yeah. sure. I mean, to have a local say, I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but something seems off. And then to contact, I guess, BHA immediately, and then they went through all the appropriate channels to get it reversed is really, really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Gives a, a lot of power back to the people, which I get excited about. It does. And and it too, it shows the, which is, I think, you know, with James, he he, he would say it too, I think is, it, it just shows the power of, of a collective of people working together 
versus when you have someone who is really passionate about something. But if they're the only one, it's just their voice is not going to go quite as far. But right. when you gather people with that like-minded kind of spirit to protect these these places, um, you're going to get a lot more done. And so really cool event. Um, we we met at Apple Blossom Brewery in Fayetteville and and there were some, you know, really cool people, passionate people as we went around and kind of talked to different people in the room. Didn't get a chance to, to talk to everybody, but um, just really passionate people. You can tell even as you're speaking with people, mm-hmm. they believe what they're saying. It's, it's, you know, they're talking about like, this is really important. And even too, I thought something that you and I, we were kind of talking with um, someone who was there and they were talking about, okay, hunting license, you know, sales are declining. Less and less people are hunting. And as our generation, you know, we're, we're young guys, we're in our um, mid to late twenties and our generation just doesn't hunt quite as much. There are still people who do, of course, but it's just, it is declining. And, um, and a lot of the dollars that, that, you know, go to conservation come from hunting license sales and fishing license sales. And so um, as we go forward, if less and less people are hunting, you could imagine less dollars are going towards conservation of the resources that are public land and protecting our habitats and our wildlife. And so it's important to to be aware of and, and also think about like, well, what, what can we do? You know, because people are, are hunting less, but it doesn't mean they're getting outside less, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think. And and we see, you know, especially in, in Bentonville, people are mountain biking and, and biking a lot more, right? And so... Um, talking with people about hey how can we how can we work on some things that people who are still using the resource whether they hunt and fish or not it's important that we all they have the same interest that people who hunt and fish do uh, which is just the resource that is arkansas and 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 the ozarks and and missouri too we we live in arkansas but obviously the ozarks extend into missouri and, and all of those places are important to local people and and they should all be protected it's important to at least have the option to go to a place that's not fully subdivided or built up and all of that. I think that's part of being a human is yeah. to be outside and we don't need everything to be taken over by corporations or whatever else. So, I mean, I think you, we kind of saw that passion the yeah. whole afternoon of people saying we, we need to protect the stuff that's already been feder- federally reserved for wildlife yeah. and, and for our enjoyment of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I ask, if I were to ask you, Kyle, what, like, how would you feel if, one day you couldn't go up to the beaver tail waters and, you know, take, take your wife up there or, or take your, your daughter up there in the future. how would that make you feel? Like you can't go up there. It's private now. Pretty ticked. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. I'd be pissed, man. Like (laughs) that's what we like to go do. Yeah. Yeah. it, It would not be good. Um, I'm thinking if the beaver tail waters got sold privately, I mean, means the closest trout access I would have. That's not, like Roaring River would be three hours away. Yeah. And that my favorite thing to do is trout fish. So right. it'd be a problem. Yeah. And and two, like it's it's not just trout, it's it's everything. It's it's smallmouth, it's largemouth, it's mm-hmm. deer, it's bear, it's it's all the things that we enjoy doing that um that is what we spend our free time kind of chasing and, and getting ready for throughout the year. Something that really struck me, I was talking to Gerilyn. She's the um the regional representative of the National Wildlife Federation. And she was talking kind of with a small group and I was just in on it for a, a little while, but um, she was talking about how kind of their main initiative is protecting 
obviously resources and wildlife, but also the wildlife that aren't game species, the people you don't, or not the people, the wildlife you don't think of immediately. Yeah, right. She was talking about monarch butterflies and oh. some type of lizard. <laughs> the Ozark Hellbender. Which is apparently a real thing. Okay. We've got to go find one. I actually, I, I wanted to look up you a, Google it? a picture on, uh, on Google. Yeah, real quick. Sounds like folklore. It sounds Truly. like a fake thing, but I, I can't wait to see it. Anyway, apparently it's real. Lizards, butterflies, bugs, all the type of stuff that we don't think of as game species, obviously, because they're not. Right. And their contribution to the whole, as far as an ecosystem goes, like if we can protect the monarchs, then we can actually grow quail populations right. because they're in the same habitat as quail. Or yep. if we can protect a certain amount of small bait fish, then you're actually helping preserve your sport fish. Yes. And I don't know. It wasn't the first time that I think that clicked in my mind as as far as why we would get excited about conservation. But it was the first time that it clicked in my mind as far as this is all happening in the Ozarks. This is happening in Arkansas. This is happening in Missouri. Yeah. I mean, this is happening in every state. But it's not about, like you said, about, you know, save the elk out west or don't let the salmon die in Alaska. It's don't let the bait fish die in our streams. Yeah. Because that actually... It conserves the the streams, right? Which I I just thought was really cool. I think it's the first time I got, maybe not first, but the first time I got really really excited about conservation as a whole, not yeah. just conservation for the species that I want conserved. If right. that makes sense, right? Yeah, no, that makes a hundred percent of you know a lot of sense. It's a uh, to me, you know, kind of from an outside perspective, it's like, well, I just like to hunt and fish. Mm-hmm. You know, conservation it's important, but like. At the end of the day, I just want to go out and hunt and fish, and and I don't really care to get into that. But the more I the more I talk with with like James at BHA and and people within BHA and kind of learn about that whole mm-hmm. world because it is kind of it's a whole other world. It feels like that it's like if you're not learning or or kind of keeping your ear to the ground on some of that stuff, you just won't know about it. Um, but the more I kind of spend time talking to people within that, the more I realize that it is relevant. And so I I don't mean to come across as like we all need to be tree huggers and, and preserve every <laughs> little tree and every little hole in the ground. And and that's not realistic. Right. Yeah. You're just not going to be able to do that, but it is, it is kind of setting in like, mm-hmm. wow, like, no, I, I want to preserve the things that I enjoy. I, I have my own personal interests and someone who hikes and canoes, mm-hmm. they have their own personal interests, which are different than mine. But what we have in common is our resources in like, Public lands. Yeah, share right. public land. Exactly. And so, yeah, all those species. It truly unites us. I mean, as far as people who enjoy the outdoors, just period. Yeah. Public land is like the one thing we can all agree on. And which is, you know what, man? It, like in today's world, how crazy is that? Like how politicizes everything mm-hmm. and how bipolar, like it, you just, it's hard to find something that a lot of people can agree on. Mm-hmm. And to have something that is like, our our wildlife and our public land and all that stuff that I feel like a lot of people can get behind the idea of like no we want to we want to have places to go we want to have public land that everyone can access how many like how many different views and perspectives and backgrounds of people does that span across mm-hmm. that's powerful yeah it, you just think about the sway that an entire state of people who enjoy being outside can have over policy or conservation or anything like that yeah it's I mean yeah it's really cool it's huge it it is really cool. All right, tell us about this hellbender. Okay. So you just Googled it. And yes. I, I haven't had a chance yet to look at <laughs> yes. it. So. 
Okay. What's so, Wikipedia say about the Arkansas? You said the Arkansas? Or it's the, called the Ozark Hellbender. It even has Ozark in the name. Yeah. I it mean, it makes it that much cooler. It's so much cooler. Can we make a sticker? We probably should. All right. If you're listening to this, Dan, <laughs> as you're editing, if you, you want yeah, the Ozark and our audio sticker. guy and our design guy, please make us a, a uh, Hellbender sticker. That's awesome. And if you guys are listening and you guys want one, let us know because this thing is a sub. Okay. So the Ozark Hellbender is a subspecies of the Hellbender, which is strictly native to the mountain streams of the Ozark Plateau in southern Missouri and northern Arkansas. Okay. Their nicknames include, whoa. Their nicknames include Lasagna Lizard <laughs> and Snot Otter. Snot Otter. <laughs> These large... That's amazing. <laughs> lasagna Lizard and Snot Otter. That's awesome. These large salamanders grow to average from 29 to 57 centimeters. I don't know why the heck they do this in centimeters. I don't know how long that is. That's pretty long. 29 to 57 centimeters in length. It's like a foot. Look that up for us. Let's let's translate. 20, I'm, 29 centimeters. I'm so American. I don't know. I know it's bad. What centimeters are? 29 centimeters to 57 centimeters. What, uh, All right. 29 centimeters is about a foot. So I was right. A foot. So 11.4 inches. Okay. So how many? So 59 would be like double that. About. Yeah. So literally. A, a foot to two feet. Like the length of like your elbow to your tip of your finger. Is a hellbender. That's huge. We need to make a sticker that's that big. Oh my gosh. That's actually incredible. I've never seen one of these. I didn't even know it was what it was. So this is and this is part of what we were talking about. It's it's a um this is an endangered species or or it's about to become one. Um it says about nine hundred and fifteen Ozark Hellbenders continue to live in southern Missouri and northern Arkansas. Mm. So they I guess they've got like a a kind of account on how many of these are left. That's amazing. Y'all need to look this up. Ozark Hellbender. Here's a video of one. Uh, looks like Game and Fish put one out. You look at the map and it's literally just in the Ozarks. That's awesome. That's that, so cool. Yeah, that's our next podcast name. We need to yeah, forget we, the Ozark podcast. The Ozark like Hellbenders. Hellbenders. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. If we if we ever have like a fishing team in some tournament or something mm-hmm. like that, for sure that's our name. That's so cool. But that's like so again. That's that's an, an example of like a species, and specifically what they were talking about was the Recovering America's Wildlife Act. I think is yes. is what it was. Yep. So it's protecting, you know, getting funding to protect species that are non-game species, which in turn, if you think about it, ultimately is just dedicated to habitat, which helps the species, which helps the game that we chase. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I just can't believe there was an animal that I'd never heard of. I know. At least in our little corner of the world. Like, you hear some crazy animal out, yeah. you know, anywhere else, and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But in the Ozarks, with Ozark in the name. In the name. I've never heard of it. The Hellbender. That's awesome. Y'all got to look See how many up. times we can say that? Sorry, yeah. kids. Anyways, <laughs> very cool lizard. Lasagna lizard, snot otter. Snot otter. Also some great names. Um, so that was fun. Really, really cool event. Um, props props to BHA, and, and um, congratulations on, on them winning chapter of the year. Uh, really, really huge accomplishment, and uh, enjoyed enjoyed getting to go and kind of get a little taste and an idea of of uh, what you guys do. Um, so very cool. And with that, speaking of public lands, this is the part that that we are really excited about. We we have an event coming up. Um, it's in the works. We're, we're we've been ideating this idea for seven months. Seven months. And and you, Kyle, I'll give you uh, huge props here. This was your kind of original idea. You you thought of this. This is your brainchild. Um, and 
it's a really cool event we've got coming up this fall. And so I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Kyle, to kind of tease it and, and let people know what it is. Yeah, how much should I how much should I give away? I want to explain, I guess, in depth what it is. Yes, uh, give away the give away just like the overall idea of like what what's the event, and then we can go a little bit deeper into some of the details and, okay. and when and stuff like that. Okay, so the event is called the Ozark Public Land Challenge. Boom! It, I <laughs> kind of want to rename it to the Ozark Hellbenders. <laughs> the lie. Ozark Hellbender Challenge. <laughs> The no. Ozark Public Land Challenge. The Ozark Public Land Challenge. So what is that? <clears throat> and uh, if you actually, if you Google the Ozark Public Land Challenge, our website should come up to the top. Yeah. I just I just checked that. But yeah. I'm going to read uh, maybe just the top the top part. But it's a 24-hour event. Okay. And it's two-person teams okay. with a buy-in fee, which is not buying you access to the public lands. Nope. Because that's illegal. Sure. But it is buying you access to the event and the free food and the free beer and the potential to win a $3,000 prize package for the winning team. Whoa. Of all kind of all kinds of gear and and goodies from sponsors. So um, so basically it's a what you're telling me is it's a hunting competition. It's a hunting competition. Two two man teams, 24 hours. 24 hours and basically at the end of it the winning team whoever has the most points takes all. Takes all. Okay. Yep. And it's uh it's gonna be set for November eighteenth and nineteenth. It's a Friday night through a Saturday night. Okay. Which lets us kick off the event on the eighteenth and then hunt through the night for raccoons or feral hogs mm. or coyotes, if that's legal. Yeah. I say that as a question. Mark. <laughs> we're, yeah, so that's a good point. So we're working with Game and Fish. We're actually working with BHA too, just to just to kind of get everyone on board, make sure we're all we're all good. We, everything, you know, of course has to be by the book, right? Right. We're we're going through Game and Fish, making sure all the limits and everything, all the rules that we've got in place are if you, kosher, if you will, mm-hmm. um, so that so that we can continue and kind of get some support too from from them. Right. So yeah, everything by the book, everything legal, but it is teams of two on public land only. 24 hours hunt and take as many points as possible. So we do have a scoring system. Yeah. Everything from little rabbits and squirrels all the way up to bears. As long as they're taken on public land is legal. Yep. And as long as the quota is not filled on the bears and then you're good to go. You're good to go. So I tell you this now to say, save maybe a couple of deer tags. Yeah. If you're the type who likes to fill all your tags with your bow before gun season rolls around, you may want to hold off. Uh, you know, it's up to you. But you do have two. You know, you have teams of two, so maybe your buddy can hold on to his tags, and and y'all can tag on him. But right, uh, yeah, it's the first annual Ozark Public Land Challenge. It's a, a competition designed to gather all of all types of men and women uh, uh, from all around the Ozarks to pursue legal game. Yeah, uh, and it's it's really to celebrate our three million acres of public land in Arkansas, and it's it's first and foremost, I think, an event to gather a bunch of like-minded people to one place and just really celebrate what hunting and fishing on public land has to offer. Yeah. But there's also, you know, fun competition and some money involved. Yes. Which makes it extra cool. And there's, it's also just going to be like just fun, right? Like we're so much fun on Friday night. We're, we're getting people together. It's going to be kind of like a kickoff party. We have a, we have a chef. There's going to be a chef. Food will be provided. We'll have music. We'll have music. Yeah. We've got a really cool uh, local Folk artist, folk artist coming yeah. to to play. Um, he's born and raised in the Ozarks, mm-hmm. and um, should be just a, a fun time. Uh, we'll we'll have some different people and, and some of our sponsors uh, of the event actually be there, mm-hmm. and uh, it it should just be a lot of fun. It should be. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think signups are going to go 
maybe mid-August. Okay. And uh, what you do is you'll sign up on our website, and we'll make sure and link all of this stuff eventually as it's live. Uh, So, you know, you'll find it on our social, on the podcast, all that kind of stuff. But you'll sign up. uh, You'll sign up your team. You'll you'll pay the fee to enter, and then you'll get an email confirmation with the address to the event because uh, that's on private land instead right. of a private venue. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then from there, we'll we'll have the fun. Uh, Arkansas Game Official will be there. We'll go through the rules, and then we'll we'll leave. Well, I guess we'll send everybody to go hunting by nine p.m. Yeah. Then they have we have from nine p.m. Friday night to nine p.m. Saturday night to hunt uh, legal game of all kinds. Right. Before all joining back at the same venue to to tally and score and uh, give away the winning prizes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's gonna be cool. But yeah, we're excited. We're excited. We got some awesome sponsors uh, in, in the works right now. I'm excited to excited to get some sweet gear out in front of you guys. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, just celebrate all we get to all we get to do in the Ozarks as yeah. far as hunting. Absolutely, hunting and and we want this to be too. Like, you know, this is we're gonna we're gonna put this on. This is gonna be fun for us. Um, but we we want to we want to meet people who either have been listening to the podcast or as we kind of switch over. This is a big part of as we get a little bit into more like the fall season, mm-hmm. we're going to start switching over into more like fall topics. Like we'll still do some fishing stuff here and there. Summer and spring have been heavy uh, on, on fishing just because that's, you know, for the Ozark outdoorsmen, we try to be kind of relevant to the, to the season. Right. But as we get more into hunting season, we're going to kind of start switching over. So excited to meet some of the people who have already reached out to us or kind of hang out with those people again and, and meet new people as we get in more into like hunting topics mm-hmm. and, and, get those people all together in one place and and we want to meet y'all we want to talk with y'all and kind of um hear from you what you've liked from the podcast but also just hang out with you get to know you and kind of engage in the in the community yeah and hopefully this event is something you'd already be doing during hunting season yeah i know uh some people may look at an event, an event like this and go like oh it's just a it's just a killing spree that's that's not fair or something like that but i mean we're looking at hundreds of thousands of of public acreage even just in the ozark region and yeah. saying hey what you'd already be doing with yeah. hunting for squirrels taking a deer all of that we just want to we want to rope you into it and and throw some friendly fun into the mix right yeah let's and just then make let it you fun. yeah let you try and win some prizes and so in my mind i would i get so excited thinking about teams coming back where one team just has their legal daily limit of squirrels and rabbits right. and that kind of thing. And they end up winning. And they, and yeah, they win. And then another team rolls up and they have a huge buck and a coyote and yeah. some guy rolls in with a bear or whatever else. And it's oh like, man, gosh. talk about talk, talk about the fun. And, and really, in, in my mind too, part of this idea was kind of birthed out of, um, I used to deer hunt with my grandfather and we would, take a deer and then to check it legally with Arkansas Game of Fish, you had to go to an Arkansas Game of Fish check-in station. Mm. And a lot of times they would do them at Walmarts at the same place you could buy a license or a gun or your camo, that kind of thing. Not the neighborhood markets, but like a full Walmart. And so we would, I would shoot a deer, be super proud of it. You know, I was eight or nine years old. Yeah. We would drive back into town. We were hunting in Madison County. So we'd drive to the Madison County Walmart right. out in Huntsville. Yeah. And then you have all the old guys standing around the truck going, oh, that's a nice buck. Where'd oh, you get that, that buck? Damn, damn. <laughs> How'd you do that? Yeah. And, and on it, there's like the, the pride and the excitement in my just young boy's heart of, I got like the old guys approved. Right. Yeah. I got the deer and they, they, they like cool. it. Yeah. They would come check it. They would call it in through Walmart and, and AGF and FC and all of that kind of stuff. Um, 
And that's been lost a little bit with, yeah. uh, I think You're right. you can check stuff in on your phone, which is great. I'm fully for that. Yeah. But also just kind of the way of the deer camp is is kind of a lost art. I mean, I think people are working more. And so it's, I slip away on a Thursday night and I hunt for two hours and I get home. Then I slip away on a Friday evening and I hunt a little bit and maybe I take something and then it's just me because all my friends don't hunt anymore. They just right. like to golf, whatever else, might, which is, you know, no shade. No shade. <laughs> at all. Shade on golf. Uh, shade on golf. I actually will go on record. <laughs> I want to come no, across just... officially shade on golf. <laughs> uh, I'm really bad at golf. That's the only reason I, yeah, I, I say, that. I'll say um, that. But yeah, you, you lose kind of the deer camp spirit of getting to gather back together and, and share a good time and skin out a buck together and tell the story. And yeah. like, I, I think that's half the fun. That's like why I enjoy dude. You're what right. we get to do. I, I like fishing, but I like fishing with friends. I like hunting, and you can attest to this, Kyle. I yeah. would much rather hunt if I know I can I at least have the option to bring back, if I was successful that day, bring my game back to camp and celebrate it with, with other people Yeah. rather than just field dress it, throw it in the truck, and go home. Right. Um, and that's great. And There's actually part of that is really is really beautiful and yeah. g- gets you in nature and all of that. But I don't know, kind of the camaraderie all around – the fire or the dinner table or the back of the, the tailgate has kind of been lost. And so as I was thinking through this event, one of the, one of the main things that kind of came up front was like, how do we celebrate a, an entire fall season around a bunch of like-minded men and women who are, who are really excited for you because they know the work you put in and they know what it feels like to get maybe that first public land buck or that first public land doe with a bow or whatever it may be. And, uh, and kind of create an event to gather all of those types of people into one place and then get to celebrate it that way. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's an awesome idea. I, I love it. I'm excited about it. Um, it, it should be a really good time. Um, so we just kind of wanted to tease it and, and let y'all know that we've got something coming up that we think is going to be a lot of fun and we want y'all to be involved in it. And, um, and we want to get y'all excited about it too. Cause, cause we're really excited about it. Yeah. I'd say, tell your friends, uh, put those date dates in the calendar we would love, I mean, I would get excited about two people to do this with, but we're going to have enough food provided by a chef and, and beer provided and all of that, that we're going to need more than about two people there. So Absolutely. tell your friends, put some teams together, um, and then just be following along, listening along, getting ready for the signups to drop, that kind of thing. We'll, we'll start promoting it now. Um, and then promote it all through August, September, October, and then we'll kick it off in November. Absolutely, so. man. Sounds like a good time. Feel free to follow us on Instagram or on our social medias. We're on Facebook too. Um, if you've got questions or, or you've got suggestions or anything you'd like to hear us talk about, um, just reach out to us. And uh, if you want to go fishing with us sometime, let us know too. We, we did that earlier today. Uh, so yeah, just give us a shout. And um, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is hosted by Kyle Veet and Kyle Plunkett and produced by Daniel Matthews. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And said, don't drink on the bed, but <laughs> he's not in here. What's he going to do? Kick us out? He's going to come in here and interrupt the podcast that he's the producer of. Doesn't he know better than that? He should know better. He should. I don't think he does. He's kind of stupid. <clears throat> just realized he's gonna hear that (laughs) sorry dan you're not really stupid (laughs) hope you enjoy editing this (laughs) this episode man